Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Coach Unplugged. I'm so happy you decided to join us today. Before we jump into the podcast, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shoe machine on the market. We own three of them. And I can tell you personally, even before they came, became sponsors, their customer service is second to none. Um, you know, every time I've had any issues with any of my machines, going back to the way old ones, they've always taken really good care of me. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com. Oh, and mention, uh, mention us and they'll give you $450 off. Mention Coach Collins or Coach Unplugged, they'll give you $450 off. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Um, you know, we always tell our players that they should be working on it their craft i challenge you to work on your craft come over join a community of like-minded coaches who want to make this game better it's the reason i started teach hoops is to help pay the bills for all these podcasts but even more importantly to give back um, to this great game that has given me so much um, and to set up a roadmap for you to be successful not only on the court but off the court and we offer a 14-day free trial so come over and check kick the tires around see if you like it and uh, let's head off to the podcast um, coach, so I, I was just getting off office hours for, for teach hoops and, and so I haven't read through your entire resume. So what I'm going to have you do is introduce yourself to the listeners. What I usually do is have people go through and kind of discuss their basketball journey. And then we'll talk about how you've become an athletic director and gone to the dark side. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then, so I hope my ADs listen to this and, um, and then he's my son's godfather. So I think I'm okay. And then um, we'll talk about the tournament and stuff. We're really excited about coming down. It's Great. snowed in Wisconsin. So we got yes. the snow. So we're very excited. Trust me. <laughs> All right. So go ahead. Tell, introduce yourself and, and tell the audience about your, your basketball journey. Coach, first off, I appreciate you having me on. I'm Pat Holler, and I'm the director of athletics at Windermere Prep in Windermere, Florida. Uh, the journey has definitely been – interesting along the way I would say um I think the from you know Catholic schools in Pennsylvania uh you know to Oxbridge Academy in West Palm Beach Florida uh working for the people I've worked to and then on my way up to Windermere Prep to to start to sort of adjust the culture of what we want our athletic programs to look like and that's something I think over the years of being in coaching um it's become more of a mainstay center focus of what, what our culture is and what it needs to be. 
Um, I think I've learned over the years, and I'm sure you understand this very well, Coach, that you can never win enough. So it's got to be about something more than yeah. what the scoreboard says. Yes, if it's only – if my brother – I don't remember who told me this. He goes – because I've won three state titles. He goes, if you're only happy if you win your last game, you're going to have a miserable career, Steve. I remember yeah. that very early. I go, I never really thought about that because there's really only like a couple coaches are happy at the end of the year. Yeah. You know, I, I coached boys volleyball, and we lost in a couple, couple steps before the state tournament. But it was a fun year. I had so much fun. It was a great group. Um, but culture is that unique kind of word. Um, you know, I, when I took over our program, we were horrible. No, and it, it took it took five, six years to just build that, slowly build that culture of here's the expectations, here's what yep. you want, here's, you yep. know. And, and then, then it becomes like a family because every family has expectations. Like, you better take out the, the trash when I tell you to do it. It's right. no different in a team. A team is a, just a, an extension of a family, to be yep. honest with you. And, um, and it's something, you know, Coach, that we try to talk about with our – our coaches, we have a lot of younger coaches at the school. Find guys you can lose with. Because <laughs> you can lose with them. You can sure heck win with them. So that right. includes staff. That includes players. Like, you know, what's it like? You know, I'm sure you can understand this, and I've said this. You know, a lot of my philosophy came. So I was an assistant baseball coach at high school back in uh, PA at the Catholic school. We win the state championship. And I'm sitting in the locker room after the game. And we had won like 14-1 in five innings. And I look at one of the other assistants and I said, this is it. Like, I expected to feel something different. I remember right. getting us and saying to our head coach, who was my assistant in basketball, man, we got to do something different. Like, there has to be – it has to be more worth our while than this. You know, you, you can understand this, I'm pretty sure. You've gotten off a bus. Um, after a 30-point win and said, we're never playing like that again. Like, right. body language was bad. The eye contact was bad. Timeouts were bad. The guys sitting on the bench were not into it. And you've gotten off a bus after a five-point loss and said, that's it. That's how we're going to play basketball. Right. The ball, oh, yeah. people yeah. move, defensive help, talk. Bench was awesome. Coach was – we just didn't win the game. You know, right. we, whatever happened, happened. We missed a couple shots or made a bad pass here or there. And that's going to – you know, that communication, that'll all work ourselves out in the year. But, man, if we play that way, we're going to win a whole bunch. Win a lot of games. <laughs> That's all right. Trust me. This is live. <laughs> I've, had, I've had just – can you wave to me, bud? Come introduce yourself. Come on. You can come say hi. What's your name? Carson. Carson, you play basketball? Oh, uh, yeah. He's seven. We're getting seven. there. We're getting there. He's baseball, yeah, too. Oh, well, you live in Florida. Everybody plays baseball in yeah, Florida. Good choice. All right, oh, go yeah, get them. It's nice out. Hi, man. <laughs> oh, gosh. We have, uh, we have four of them. Okay. Uh, my oldest is third, 14. She's in eighth grade. And then the youngest is three. So. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, that's a wide range. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so going back to so, – so how did you end up in – so where were you born and how did you end up in Florida? Sure. You know, Johnstown, PA. Okay. Uh, you know, Western PA mindset, yeah. sort of how Midwest. we operate, how we do things. Uh, a guy who had hired me at 22 to be a head basketball coach at one of the Catholic schools in Western PA eventually became the athletic director at Oxbridge Academy in West Palm. Okay. We sort of stayed in contact, and I had, 
I don't know, sort of tired of uh, just being in the coaching. Athletic administration was young kids on the way and moved to Florida and took the job and uh, as an SID basketball coach, essentially. Okay. And, um, you know, we had two great seasons. Uh, the school's very young. It's only in its eighth year. And then we had some turnover and some transition. Some things happened. I got elevated to athletic director and, um, you know, felt time that was this Windermere prep job was just something that was intriguing because it's a three-year-old through 12th grade. So with all of our kids at one school, my oh, wife. That'd be nice. There. And yeah. how big is the school? Uh, we almost have 1,600 kids in the school. So, so the that's high, not high school. For no, the high school is about 650. Okay. okay. Somewhere down there. And so, so people that don't know where Windermere is, I know where Windermere is because yeah. I'm like, if you can see the back, I'm like a Disney fanatic. So <laughs> I've already told my managers I'm taking them on the Sunday. I said, unless we're in the, if we're in the championship, it's going to be harder for me, to, but I'm going to make it work. But yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, so is it, is it a, it's a prep school. So explain how it is. Is it counties? How do you, how's your tournament? How does all that stuff work in Florida? So it is a little different, and we're sort of getting back into almost like I've said, the PA model, um, the state tournaments, you're, you're, you're bound by districts. At one time, you had to play everybody in your district. You no longer have to play everybody in your district. Okay. It's seeded based on a state ranking system in the district tournament and okay. uh, sort of play it out from there. If you win your district, you advance to the, you know, the regionals, and if you don't, you still can fall. You can fall into that sort of uh, four at-large bids to play your way in. Oh, I sort of like this. It's actually worked out pretty well uh, in girls volleyball this year, although it didn't work out well for our team. But right. I like how it's set up. It worked out well for our golf program. Um, you know, the, the state's always trying to do the best it can. And how, and how far are you from Orlando? Um, well, <laughs> where do the kids come from? That's the bigger question. How big of a radius is, the, is, the, is Windermere drawing from? Well, you know what? It's an international school. So there's kids. Okay. We have kids from all over the world. Okay. And we're owned by Nord Anglia, uh, which owns about 100 schools worldwide. Okay. So we definitely have a, an influx of um, international students as well as local students. Uh, one of our young kids on the basketball team is a six nine kid from China who's uh, early committed to Florida. So okay. verbal, uh, nice player, you know, but uh, definitely working hard and wanting to get into the culture of the United States and, and, and classes. And you know, I think that's some of the that's a nice thing about our school. It offers that opportunity. So tell me, let's go through let's go through your coaching journey. So um, uh, several different high schools. What is there one thing you could share with? I have a lot of young coaches that listen to this. Something that, that happened to you in your coaching career that you want to share? Like a, like a success, a failure, a turning point, an aha moment, something like yeah. that? Yeah. So we had, um, you know, early on in my career, building a program from scratch, almost like you. It was called Bishop Carroll. By year three, you know, 20-win season, which they hadn't had in a long time, district champion in the state playoffs. Had an opportunity to then go back to my alma mater, which was Bishop McCourt and had immediate success, just, just sort of establishing how we're going to do things. I mean, you know, you, when you wear that uniform one time in your life and bleed, it's easier right. to sell what you're trying to sell. So we had, we had a lot of years of success, and then we sort of got punched in the mouth a little bit. And in, in conjunction with the baseball team having success, which I was an assistant on, and we were having a, two down seasons. I mean, we, 
down. I mean, we still won 15 or 16 games. I just, it wasn't our best teams. Right. Uh, I realized at that point, man, I'm not teaching the game the way it needs to be taught. You know, I'm focused on the results. I'm focused on the score. I'm not focused on making sure we're making good V cuts, L cuts, showing your outside hand, facing up, you know. Footwork. Getting better is what I tell my guys. If, yeah. if, if, if in November we're here, our upside yeah. better be better than everyone else's upside. That's all I really care about. Yeah. I tell them, I said, if we do that, we'll be there at the end. Yep. Like, we'll be That's, competitive. That's and all you, you want. You can vouch for this, Coach. Like I said, you know, when we get to February in Pennsylvania, I said, I want to see how we handle being on the road in February, down eight, going into the fourth quarter. What type of team do we have? What type of coach, coaching staff, where are we all in this thing together to figure out how do we start to come back in that game, win that game on the road? We know we have a 45-minute ride home in 20 degrees or eight degrees. Right. What's our toughness? What's our mental toughness? What's the, that's why I love coming to these tournaments. I'm telling you, because we won kingdom of the sun in 2017. It was 2017. And it was like, it was four games in four days or something. It was something crazy. But I knew after we won that thing, it's like, all right, this was great that we won it. But I said, Ooh, we got something because that's brutal. That's like, it's grind, 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 you know? And it's like, you're always – it's always those little tests along the way. Um, right. Coach, yeah. let me ask you, are, are you, um, you know, being in Wisconsin, what formed your basketball philosophy? Has, has it been the Wisconsin style of basketball? Is you know, it, 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 well, it depends on my group, to be yeah. honest with you. Um, the, that group that we won with Kingdom of the Sun, we're going to beat 45-42. <laughs> um, the group I got now, we're, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to come at, we're going up. I mean, you just got athletes. I got kids that can shoot. Yeah. So it's a little different. So I think a good coach kind of adjusts to it. Yep. You know, I, when I've had like, you know, coach Wesley who plays for the, but Wesley Matthews plays for the bucks. And when I had those guys shoot, I, you know, I was just, I had a good seat for it, I guess, but we just kind of went, Yep. I was just directing. It just kind of depends. Um, yeah. You know, I think obviously, Matt, if we can play man. I yeah. mean, Wisconsin has the Bennett's and yeah. Bo. So yeah. everybody, you know, if we got to play man, we'll play man. And yeah. we'll, we'll play it as well as anybody around because it's that's just a Wisconsin thing. Right. Um, you know, we'll know our deficiencies. We'll play pack. We'll do – I mean, if we have to do it, we can. Um, so let me ask you, and I, I'm just curious to know, because, again, it's so funny uh, that we're talking here tonight because I would say – Four years ago, maybe I came across you somewhere. Oh, really? Uh, be it online or okay. something that intrigued me about what you said or what you were teaching. I don't, I don't even really remember. But I knew okay. when I came down to Oxbridge and took over that basketball program, it was an opportunity for me as a reboot to say, okay, how am I going to do this? You know, I right. know I sort of burned out the last time with it. How do I redo this to enjoy that process? So it's something I must have searched and found what you were teaching <laughs> Uh, I don't remember what I just remember the you know when I saw when I saw the email come through the other day. Oh. I said, Wait a second, I've, I've heard <laughs> that name sounds. Ooh, that's that's good. That's that's great. So I guess my question for you is: so if you are in a pack line, if you if you are that style of defensive team, number one, is there a shot clock in Wisconsin? There is not. So there is was there one in Florida. There wasn't one in Florida. Is there no? Not in Florida. Not in PA either. Uh, so you're okay in the pack line of allowing middle drive. Yeah, I am at times. 
Um, yeah. The thing is, and we'll do different things. We'll we'll push sideline too. We'll do some Texas Tech, and we'll trap you in the base. We'll, yeah. we'll change it up. You know, that's the thing. Um, what's your feeling on the shot clock? This is an interesting from an athletic director standpoint. So two things. One, um, about three or four years ago, we went up to Bishop McNamara uh, over the holidays and played in the Bishop McNamara tournament, and we won it playing with a shot clock, playing as I always laugh about with our, with those kids and that we had the talent we had um, playing Western PA style basketball, right? You know, ball moves, people move. We're going to help on defense at right. which is not really a Florida, <laughs> Florida thing. It's different. I'm telling you that I think that's one of the reasons we won kingdom of the sun. We ended up playing an Ohio team in the championship, but we, they were looking at us like, what are you doing? I go, well, I've got a kid that's going to Dartmouth. Who's a D who's a legit mid-major high major. Right. He's really smart. So he's going to Dartmouth. Right. We can play, but yeah. we can play if we're not, we get, we can't let, we can't have 90 possessions or we're going to lose to you. Right. <laughs> and that's, and that's the Florida model, right? So right. we were, the, we were sort of that team too, that was going to be opposite of what everybody else was doing. Mm-hmm. So win that tournament with the shot clock. Cause everyone just, they got up there and it was almost like their comfort zone because we had been practicing that way for so long. We come back to Florida after that tournament. We beat McNamara that year. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Uh, at their place. We come back the next game after the holidays. We scored nine points in the first half against the team we had beaten by 50 at the start of the year because our kid just sort of went back to, well, we're in Florida now. We do, this is how we. Right. Almost like, well, no, okay, not, not. So the shot clock was great. I enjoyed it from an athletic director standpoint. We struggle finding the necessary workers to run the game clock to run the tickets, you're going to have to add another person now to run the shot clock. And then that person needs to know the rules. The list is long. It's long. long. Yeah. So I I do love it. I just don't think people, I mean, I think a lot of people in Florida see it on TV and think, well, everyone's going to have this help. Well, not everyone does have this. So here's my argument against it. Yeah, and I sound like the I sound like the old guy getting off my get off my porch kind of yelling. Okay, so but here's the issue. First of all, what I think makes high school basketball unique is you can have more than one style. You can go up and down, and I've coached them in 30 years. I've coached every possible style. I've been the grinder. I've been the up and down. I'm going to score more than you. I think that's one thing. If you watch college and NBA, all the games are very similar. They all yes. kind of run the same stuff. Yep. Don't let, and I'm a stats teacher, I teach statistics. Don't let the one game that's 12 to 6 think that that happens. It happens 
it's an outlier. It happens, and but it makes it's like the plane crashing. Yeah. It makes the news because it's it's a unique thing. Yep. That's the, that's the second thing is I think why are we messing with something that works? Now we play halves. You guys play quarters. Quarters. Okay, so that's so going to be unique for my guys. Minutes. They're going to love minute halves. Yeah, uh, yeah, we play a, uh, eighteen minute halves. I love that. Eighteen. You know, here's why I like eighteen minute halves. It makes me play more kids. Yeah. No one plays the full. No one plays the best. No one plays the entire half. Right. Like, no one. It's like a college game. If you watch a college game, no one plays twenty minutes in the right. So I know every game I got to rest guys. Like yeah. I got to pull them out, give them a, a minute or two blow, and then they can go again. So two 18-minute halves. Um, I wish we had an extra timeout or a non-carryover one, but we don't. Um, but the quarter thing, I'm going to love the quarter thing because, shoot, I miss that teaching moment between the two. Because um, when we get to the state tournament, it's like every four minutes there's a break. So it breaks yep, it up. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I love that made that made that game that rule made sense to me in the sense that it it kind of forced my hand to play more kids. Yeah, great. It's better for kids. Yeah, the shot clock does not. The argument that we're getting them ready to play in college is ludicrous. Like, right. like four percent of them are going to play in college. Why are we right. getting ready? Exactly. And, and it's not really that big of a problem. Like. I put it on in practice. We would not, unless you make it a 30, it's not going to be an issue. So why are we putting it in unless at the end of a game? Yeah. And, and we have the same problem. We have a hard enough problem playing fine. So I'm going to run the scoreboard properly. Yeah. These guys that are doing the games are accountants or they're, they're, they're real estate people that the the officials don't have instant replay. Like they can't tell if it hit the rim. It's going to be a judgment call at that point. Correct. Why would we put that on the officials? The officials don't want it, and our ads don't want it. No, and, yeah. and coach, and right to be honest with you, you know, you think about the college game. Well, if a, if a, if the men's and women's team have one person that does the twenty-five second or the whatever one right. person, well, that's that could be two games a week. Could have a men's home game one week and a women's home game. Well, not us because you got to play the JV with a shot clock, right? You're not just going to play. No, they were gonna. They so I. They were gonna do it just at the varsity level in Wisconsin. And I wow. go, "What are you talking about?" Because they right. don't want the expense of having to get other gyms. Yeah, you can't. You can't expect just to do it once. No, they're seniors or juniors or whatever. Right. That's not fair. No, no. I just. I don't know. I think it's. I think it's the game trying to to do something that we don't necessarily need at this point. We need. Right court wider or move the rim up or something bigger like that it's amazing to me it's it's so funny you said it's one of the big things i've often sort of marveled at that the court's not wider yet it's it needs to be wider it's i mean this. God, it's it, too narrow. I, know, I know i know but still, guys are guys are so dang big all over the court oh, yeah we're in the biggest division of wisconsin i look at these guys it's like someone's gonna get like this is crazy yeah like yeah and then the thing is um um, the, uh, they're moving the college line back now, yeah. which I think is a great thing. And they're, you know, I think it's this year in division one and then the following year it's going to be two and three because yep. we're giving them time to, yep. to repaint the lines. Yep. Um, that will be interesting when they, it will be at least 10 years for the high school. The high school line's too close in my right. opinion, but it's such a financial, can you imagine them moving that line back and painting every court in every gym well, in the country? I- you know, and you may not you, you may not see it all the time, but how many gyms are tight on the sideline at the high school level 
that if you move that line, you can't shoot a corner three. I know. I know. So, it's, it, it, well, there's a business. If anybody's listening to this, there's your business is how to yeah. put on a, another line cheap, basically. Yeah. Like yeah. How can you transfer another line on as cheap as possible? Well, you know, Coach, it's something, you know, you sort of said there. Um, unless in, in, in the college game – the biggest rule change to me in the NBA has been the defense of three seconds. Right. People don't understand how far – if you're on the – if the ball's on the wing and you have to be in the opposite – outside the paint area as, a def- as the backside defense, right. that's a long way for you to try to get – to come over and try to take a charge or wall up right. or it. And that's and you hear people say, well, they don't play defense in the NBA. Well, you don't understand the rule. Like, <laughs> they don't. And the funny thing, what's weird is that, that there's another push in our state to put the circle. I go, don't give the officials more things to worry about with the offi- with the circle. You know, do you have three officials or two? Three. Yeah, we have three. So that was a great addition to the game. Yes. And the here's here's the reason for that, in my opinion, is there was there's always someone in front of me to talk to. Yep. I don't have to scream at them. I don't yep. have to say – and I'm telling you, 85 90% of the time, they'll say, Steve, I missed it. Steve, yep. I saw this. I go, cool, done. Perfect. That's We're done. it. Yeah. We're done. Yep. That's, all. That's all I want. I just want to know what you saw. Correct. You saw this. I saw that. We're going to agree yep. to disagree. But the problem yep. is when there was only two and I was trying to, trying to figure out what's going on, right. that's when all the you know, yeah. stuff happened. Because you look like the screaming lunatic at somebody. Right. You're just trying to get someone's attention to say – what did you what did you see yeah his feet weren't set or what did you yeah 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 i agree that's that that's the that's the 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 three thing was the smartest thing ever yeah at least at the higher levels in high school because the bodies are just crazy no doubt what would you tell a young coach you know i think the hard part in the big catch 22 for young coaches is this they believe they have to win to gain uh, respect with the parents and the kids. Right. Which shows they know their stuff. And the hard part is what you really want to do is develop a day in day out process. Like how are we getting better and what are we focusing on to get better? Right. You know, I, you know, I still, Think I think they're me. worried about losing their jobs, I think. I try to oh. remember back to my 20s and 30s, and I think I was always kind of like, ooh, are they going to come after me? So my biggest thing with our coaches is this. Your record isn't going to make me fire you ever. Right. I, I will be in the gym. I, I want to see the process. We'll let it all play out. Show me that you're committed day in and day out to these kids. Right. And forget about what the result is. Don't worry about that. That if you're doing it right, the results will come. And I know at times that's that's a challenge because kids' minds today are they're going they, every direction. It's Snapchat, you know? baby. It's no instantaneous. Doubt. Yes. And, and, it, and it could be a little bit, coach. It's easier for us as older guys to come into a situation because well, we're we're comfortable with what we know, what oh, we yeah. don't know. Yeah. You know, th- there's that there's that early sensation where you're still trying to prove yourself hey everybody thanks for listening um if you'd like to support us go over and check out teachings.com for coaches who want to get better also subscribe and like we do appreciate those have a great day sports social podcast network